This is The Daily Show, and welcome to the Free Thinkers Podcast, the show that believes in free speech, original thought, desire for truth. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope everybody's weekend had lots of balloons in it, because that's what the laser pointer went right to. Gosh, man, we had all kinds of news on this Chinese, supposed Chinese spy balloon that floated across the country, went over sensitive nuclear sites and spaces and military bases and all this other stuff and then just kind of drifted away and over out off the coast of uh, I want to say South or North Carolina and then it was shot down after it had completed its mission of espionage. Listen, when I saw this thing, I all I could do was laugh. I mean, if I mean in the advancement of 2023 when we've got the Black Hawk spy plane that was invented probably back in the 50s or 60s, I want to say, that's the fastest plane that we know of that goes in our orbit. And we are talking about supersonic flight with the Concorde, a civilian aircraft. We're talking about just a lot of other stuff. In 2023, with a dementia-ridden president, <laughs> China has the guts and courage to float a weather balloon that's going about seven miles an hour over the country. And it's just the most feeble and incompetent response in the history of earth. But I tell you what it did. The, um, I saw Thomas Massey said shooting that balloon down is the only thing Biden's ever done to fight inflation, which I thought was a a pretty great comment. But I mean, when you think about it, any, anytime I see something like this, the first thing I think about is what is this a distraction from? And I, I'm going to read you a text in a little bit. It's going to be interesting. It's from a friend, kind of a different perspective, because we've been talking about this. And the, the one thing that I know that was really, really in the, in the news last week that was a big deal is one of the directors of Pfizer talking about them mutating viruses, putting those viruses out in the public, Pfizer creating the antidote, quote, vaccine to these viruses to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the market. The interesting thing with this is everybody gets distracted. It's like, oh, a squirrel. Everyone's distracted with this 60,000 or this balloon at 60,000 feet floating at seven miles an hour or whatever. It's it's probably faster than seven miles an hour. Don't send me an email on this. But anyway, floating over the country. It's 200 feet tall, this balloon. It has like it's bigger than an aircraft as far as what it's dangling and supposedly has explosives maybe to self-detonate. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it, to me, it's a, it's a threat. It's a true threat. I've, I've listened to a podcast this morning of Ted Cruz talking about it. And obviously it's a threat. And now we, we're, we're, we're being told that all these balloons flew over the country while Trump was president. Evidently they never told him about it. So, to me, I always look, the first thing I'm saying, okay, this is, this is, you know, there's got to be a distraction at this point. It's got to get your, your attention off of something. I mean, you've, you've got, uh, last week was a pretty big news week. It was really bad for, you know, crazy liberals because California had to stop. They were ordered in court to eliminate their mandate of this quote vaccine, which is not a vaccine, but we're going to say quote vaccine to all school age children. They were mandated to do that. 
um, a 9-11 bomber, let's just not bomber, but someone that was colluding with, with all this was released. The main thing was Pfizer as far as talking about mutating virus, basically doing gain of function, something you're not supposed to do. They said they were doing it at the behest and the recommendation of the government. That's what the director said. And all you have to do is float a balloon across the country and it just completely erases and gives immunity to all these revelations that's going on. And there's probably more stuff that's going on that we didn't know about because we were all looking up at the sky at a balloon and our vision was going somewhere else. So, like I said, I think it's kind of funny. And um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think some things that people get up in arms about is pretty interesting. China is um, is pretty upset about it. And the, the, who knows what's going to happen? Like I said, I'm going to read you a, a text and a little bit about a friend who talked to a lot of people in the military and their fear on this. But I'm going to tell you, I got something this weekend. We all need to laugh. It's Monday. It's the day that most people that I want to say that I shouldn't say this at this point because Monday was the highest. This is before COVID. Now Monday was the highest day that people had heart attacks in history. If you look at the, if you look at the stats, Mondays are the highest days people have heart attacks because they, they leave a weekend. They leave something they enjoy. They leave something they love and they have to come back into the office, the cubicle, whatever their grind is and get back to it. That's the day most people, their cortisol levels were up and all this other stuff. But there was a, a, a funny story a, a buddy sent me and I, got, I have to read it to you because I, I want you to laugh on Monday. I want you to just enjoy the day, enjoy, enjoy your week. And we all have to have a little humor in our lives at some point in time. So it goes, lawyers should never ask a Georgia grandma a question if they aren't prepared for the answer. In a trial, a southern small town prosecuting attorney called his first witness, a grandmotherly elderly woman, to the stand. He approached her and asked, Miss Jones, do you know me? She responded, well, yes, I do know you, Mr. Williams. I've known you since you were a boy, and frankly, you've been a big disappointment to me. You lie, you cheat on your wife. And you manipulate people and talk about them behind their backs. You think you're a big shot when you haven't the brains to realize you'll never amount to anything more than a two-bit paper pusher. Yes, I know you. The lawyer was stunned. Not knowing what else to do, he pointed across the room and asked, Miss Jones, do you know the defense attorney? She replied, well, yes, I do. I've known Mr. Bradley since he was a youngster, too. He's lazy, bigoted, and he has a drinking problem. He can't build a normal relationship with anyone. And his law practice is one of the worst in the entire state. Not to mention he cheated on his wife with three different women. One of them was your wife. <laughs> yes, I know him. The defense attorney nearly died. The judge asked both counselors to approach the bench in a very quiet voice said, if either one of you idiots ask her if she knows me, I'll send you both to the electric chair. Man, I, I was reading that this weekend and I got the biggest kick out of that. I sent that text to a couple of people. That's some pretty good stuff. That's you got to laugh about that because there is absolute truth in that for sure. I got to tell you another story too before we get into some of the some of the bad news and the reality of life. But um, I was I took a quick trip to Georgia this weekend and I had to get some work done and that's a great place for me to just kind of uh, get in and just focus and that kind of thing. Saturday. I woke up, got a lot of work done, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to go get something to eat. And there's a place up 
um, in the Warner Robins area. I like to go and I went up there and I have this thing about trying to drink electrolytes and that kind of thing during the day. So I got, got there, had to go to the bathroom and walked in, went straight to the bathroom and there was this guy pulling on the door, couldn't get it open, just pulling on the door. It reminded me of Tommy boy where when Tommy boy was running, he was late to his class at the beginning to take the test and was pulling the door and, and then he sat down and discussed and this, you know, girl walked next to him and pulled the left door open and he was pulling the right. And this guy couldn't open the door and I just walked behind him. He was an older fellow. And so I just turned the handle and pushed. I said, you got to turn the handle. And he goes, oh, that's all it is. Turn the handle. I said, yes, sir. So go in, do your business, come back out. I sit down um, next to them. I'm sitting at the bar next to them. And I sat next to, I, the only seat available was next to his wife. And so we started talking and it was, it was kind of a, it was an interesting experience because she was such a nice lady. I think they were both in their seventies and we started talking and she started telling me, cause he was sitting to her left. I was sitting to her right. And she was starting telling me that he was in the, um, kind of early ish stage stages of Alzheimer's, which made sense for the door. And she was just kind of like, you know, keeping an eye on him and that kind of thing. And it was such an amazing experience because she was, she had so much love and compassion and for her husband. And so we started talking. And again, the only, the, the reason I'm telling you this story is because what education can do to potentially change lives. And the reason that I do this podcast to get to you, I don't make any money of it. Like I said before, it costs me money to do this. It costs my time, my money and all this I love doing it. I love the feedback we get. I love being able to impart information that could potentially help change lives. So we're sitting there and she's asking me, you know, different questions. We're talking about, you know, certain things. It's kind of interesting to look at him, try to try to remember and recall things from the, from the past. And sometimes she'd bring something up. He'd remember him. He was just, he would just beam with joy and excitement that he would remember that. And there was other times where he tried to remember something and it just didn't work. And you could just see the the, uh, it, just the, the pain in his face and his eyes. Cause I think he, he, he sensed that he realized that I'm, I'm not sure, but it seemed that way to me. And so I sat there and I, and, and so we started talking, you know, through what they're doing and neurology appointments and that kind of thing. And I just, I just sat there and, and talked to her for, I think we, we ended up talking for about an hour and a half there, but through that time, I was asking her and showing her, I was pulling up information that I've learned along the way about lion's mane, which is a, a type of mushroom that really helps with patients with Alzheimer's and, and helps the blood flow to nerve growth endings. And, and it's been really proven to show that we've talked, we talked about a couple other things. And again, I wasn't sitting there giving them health advice. I was just telling them different experiences other people have had and giving them information, writing things down on the back of a napkin that they could potentially look and research more and, and potentially buy. It was one of those conversations where she looked at me and she, she said, you know, I think things like this are meant to happen. And I said, yes, ma'am. I, th I think some, sometimes they are because there's no way I should have driven up there for lunch. And there's no way that I should have spent 90 minutes. Cause I went back and had to do, you know, a bunch of work and get some things out and that kind of thing. It was just kind of a, an ordained, ordained thing. And it was one of those things that was so ordained that I didn't get her phone number and she didn't get mine. 
But the information that I've gathered through the experiences that I've had with with family, with certain situations and that kind of thing, um, was it was I was able to recall that off the top of my head and just pull certain articles up and and give her the information that I sincerely hope and pray makes a difference in her life because that's that is something that it's it's one thing to hear the word Alzheimer's, but it's another thing to see the couple sitting there and going through the experience that they were going through. And again, I'm, I, I don't want to bring anything up only to say that the education that you have, I think that's why it's so important for everyone to have an education in a sense to, to be able to just kind of know a little bit about a lot. And I love that because you can, you can point people down the right path. You don't have to be the expert. You don't have to know everything about what's going on in the world, but you at least know how to point someone down the right path. And that's, that's what I think is, has been such an encouraging aspect of this whole, this whole experience is to be able to point people down the right path to hear how that's made a difference. And like I said, time and time again, and I get kind of a broken record saying this is not to trust us to do your own research. That's why we put the links where we put them. And it's just, it's, it's such a joy to be able to do that, to be honest with you. It really, really, really is. And so, um, that's one of the, that's one of the highlights of, of the weekend is just to be able to, to sit there and talk with them. And that's the, for them to get out of the house was a big deal. And seeing that situation, I know it was a big deal. And I know that that made their day. And he was such a, 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 pleasure to talk to. He was a funny guy. I mean, he, he, he told some jokes. It was great. She told me his past. He was a, he was a guy that ran a chemical company and I'm sure that that had a contributing factor. It was agriculture chemicals. And I'm sure that had a contributing factor in his illness because we've seen the effects of a lot of those, a lot of those chemicals. And now that we know how to handle them better and, and, and the, uh, PPA personal protection, uh, PPE, personal protection equipment that you're supposed to wear. Um, a lot of times early on and the, and the people in years past didn't have the opportunity of the knowledge and the education to know what they should have done to potentially protect themselves. My grandfather uh, was in the service and he suffered from tinnitus in his ears for years and years and years of his life. And that was from shooting guns in, in the service. That was before the service required ear, ear. I mean, just something as simple as either earplugs or, or something for ear protection could have prevented that. But when you wake up and you hear the constant ringing, I mean, I mean, he was such a saint to deal with what he dealt with. But again, education makes such a difference because that could have easily been, been prevented. Unfortunately, um, the, the insurance and the service never was able to help him, not able to help him, denied him certain times from getting that fixed, even though they were the ones at fault. But the education of doing that, and like I said before, when you have, when you go through the whole process of what I talked before, as far as like Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning, when you have that redemptive perspective on life, when something bad happens to you, how can you turn that into something good? And if that happens to you, I know what he did is he made sure everybody 
that shot weapon weaponry and firearms wore earplugs. That was the redemptive perspective. He never said, I am the victim, never played that up or anything, just made sure everybody else never experienced that again. And that's where I think that the success and that factor comes out of life. And I think that that's where it really gets, um, it really gets fulfilled as far as to provide that level of education. So again, like I said, do your own research. It's very important at this point. And as far as this text, I'm going to read you, that's going to show you kind of where we're at um, as far as within that, within that realm. Cause I think the more people know they can react and understand what's going on. And so I had a buddy, he's been traveling a lot, talking with a lot of people in, I don't want to say high ranking positions, but it, it could be considered that. And he was talking about this, this Chinese balloon, which I guess everybody's talking about the Chinese balloon and not Pfizer or anything like that. But I wrote back and I was talking about the diversions and distractions. And that's, that's definitely something you have to, to acknowledge. Obviously this balloon could have had nefarious purposes as far as it could have released the uh, electromagnetic pulse. It could have caused grief with our electrical grid. It could have released a bioweapon. It could have released explosives. It could have been taking pictures of sensitive areas and that kind of thing. But one of the things I looked up is whether this balloon was ours or not. Again, like I said, the the major thing it took off the, the big talking point as, as far as social media and all this other stuff was Pfizer. And I thought, well, man, that would be a great distraction for this. But when you look it up, there was a there was an article from three years ago that said Pentagon testing mass surveillance balloons across the United States. The high altitude balloons promise a cheap monitoring platform that could follow multiple cars and boats for extended periods. And this blah, 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 it kind of goes on to that. So when I look that up again, I always question everything. I try to just kind of figure out where this is coming from. Um, China has obviously claimed that's their balloon and all that, but this is before they claim that's their balloon. I look, was looking all this up, but you know, I was telling him it, it takes all this stuff off the news. And this is kind of what he was talking about. He said, I agree with it only to the issue that talking with some of our military guys recently that are currently active and did not like their boss saying we will be at war with China. So they're actively, these high ranking military personnel are saying we will be at war with China. They are preparing every day, meaning China is preparing every day. At least this is what they're telling me. Crazy to think they are literally saying that. Um, so for me, I think it's less of a scapegoat and just one of those many things that is plaguing our country, especially when China is saying it was theirs. And when news media from other areas are covering their aggressive response to our shooting it down, there must been so many things in the news about Project Veritas that they just throw it in a bucket of conspiracy nuts trying to make up things. I see the videos and I see the legitimate issues that they are highlighting, but our country and the majority of people in our society are not paying attention to anything right now in the news. This is a very important thing to understand. They're not paying attention to anything in the news. Now we may say that's good. This is me talking. I'm not reading this anymore because they're not paying attention to all that. But this, this is going to kind of come back right here. So I'm going to go right back to reading. He says, most people I talk to refusing to listen to, to the news of any color. And when I say most, I mean large volumes of people are just going to work and ignoring everything happening, which can be good and bad. Good 
and then they are not getting all the BS pumped into the brain. Bad because they are missing Project Veritas kind of information. Really scary how many people did not even know about the balloon. Not even kidding. So many people I spoke with that are educated individuals and I hold to a high standard said they heard something, but that they did not even go read anything about it. Said they are tired of the media. Um, he said, have had th- some interesting interactions over the past three weeks while traveling. Honestly, should have had a video and microphone on. So many of these uh, where I was just asking people if they listen to the news, airports, buses, dinner, et cetera. Everybody's response was no, they're not listening to anything. Tired, this is, this is the key, tired of not knowing what to believe. And there is enough proof about conspiracy ideas that people now know they are being lied to in the news. Very, very interesting. I was kind of taken aback by that. And again, I don't blame them. There's a lot of times I have to take fast. I know when I was talking to Meme Joe, he takes fast all the time on the news. And when we say the news, we're not talking about the mainstream news, just like consuming media, consuming information. Sometimes it's just so much. And, and, I, and, and that was my response to him. I said, there's so much corruption it's really hard to figure out where to start and, and kind of where to go. It's just, it's overwhelming to figure out what's going on. I mean, you've got, you can just rattle them off. I mean, you got Biden and Hunter, where you're talking about all this corruption that's going on with Ukraine. You got Biden, the computer, you got the sex trafficking that he's in, involved with the pedophilia he's involved with. You have the, the, the classified document scandals you have. I mean, name it. I mean, you've got Nancy Pelosi literally doing insider trading. You've got Ilan Omar, who is getting kicked off committees. And you've got um, AOC acting like a black preacher up there and, and doing whatever in Congress. You've got two black kids beating a white nine-year-old girl. And they're showing pictures of the news of a white kid with his fist back. Um, you just, it's, it's, there's so much. There's absolutely so much and you you can't be expected to consume all that and and digest all that and understand what it is but like i said you you have to kind of understand and figure out how to how to under how to, how to disseminate that information and understand it to the point of where it's coming from because the propaganda machine is in full effect truly is when you look when you look back at the CIA back in the 50s and 60s and it's still going on to this day and they you literally can look this up operation mockingbird which was when the CIA would give talking points out to major news media and they would all say the same thing i have news for you when you look at today we've played clips on this podcast before they're all saying the same thing and when they all say the same thing that's not news that's propaganda so you have to you have to dig deep and understand the research of what's going on. As a matter of fact, we've had I mean everybody talks about egg prices and you know how high they are and that kind of thing. One of the things that I pulled up the other day, I'm sure people have seen this. I looked this up last Thursday. It there's an article on pubmed.gov. Now this is Anthony Fauci's NIH National Library of Medicine. So here's the article. This is the headline. 
preclinical evaluation of chicken egg yolk antibody, anti-RBD spike SARS-CoV-2, a candidate for passive immunization, immunization against COVID-19. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. Preclinical evaluation of, let me say this again, chicken egg yolk antibody found in egg yolks is a candidate for passive immunization against COVID-19 and egg yolk. Here's the abstract. The coronavirus disease has become a substantial threat to the international health sector and the global economy. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just saying this as an example of things that to, to peruse and understand to try to educate yourself because when you can connect the dots and you see egg prices going up and you read an article like this, you're trying to price people out of the market through inflation and through all these other things that now if people can't afford eggs and high quality eggs and just go eat the powder, which all those studies back in the day that would talk about the cholesterol and how bad eggs were for you and that kind of thing, that study was done with egg powder, not real eggs. I just want you to know that. The study done by the FDA that talked about the high risk of, of cholesterol in eggs was done with egg powder and egg substitute, not eggs. It wasn't powdered eggs. It was egg powder, like a substitute, was not real eggs. Real eggs are some of the most healthy things if they're cooked in grass-fed butter that you can have. Although, on the new food safety chart, which I read not too long ago in this podcast, they had Fruit Loops above eggs and butter. Go figure. All right, back to this real quick. The coronavirus disease 2019 has become a substantial threat to the international health sector and the global economy. As of 26 December 2021, the number of mortalities exceeded 5.3 million worldwide. The absence of an effective non-vaccine treatment has prompt, prompted the request for prophylactic agents that can be used to combat COVID-19. This study presents the feasibility of chicken egg yolk antibody anti-receptor binding domain Spike SARS-CoV-2 is a strong candidate to neutralize the virus for application in passive immunization. <laughs> so it says a chicken egg yolk would prevent basically the virus from binding to the receptors. A chicken egg yolk. I mean, I think we should hang around farms or veterinary offices because they're talking to the Pfizer guy said, one of the things that helped cure COVID as much as it could was ivermectin. They call that a horse dewormer. So we either deal with horses or now eat chicken egg yolks that, that prevent that. And we're doing well. We're doing really well if we stay on the farm. Just saying, everybody, this is what it's about. It's about educating yourself and passing that information along. Because one of the one of the great motivational speakers that I've, I've heard is his name is Les Brown. And he was always talking about the, the body of water in the world, the only body of water in the world where nothing lives and nothing grows and nothing, anything like that is the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea only has an inlet. It does not have an outlet. And if you're, if you only take and you don't give, all that stuff collects and it's going to die. If we 
educate ourselves and we have a thriving ecosystem and we have an outlet to give that to others, that's when our world becomes alive. That's when our ecosystem becomes alive. And that's where we can transfer this information and transfer the giving that we instill in, in others out. And like I said, that was, I didn't plan to talk about that tonight. It's just, that's kind of how it happened because that's, this weekend's been on my mind and I just hope and pray for that couple that that makes a bit of difference. It may not, but man, if it does, that was, that was worth every single bit of it. And if it doesn't make a difference, as far as him taking the lion's mane and that helping, I guarantee you that conversation did because they smiled the whole time and that was worth it in that part. So like I said, it's about, it's about giving, it's about relationships, it's about pouring into people's lives and it's about just giving that information that may make a difference. That's it. That's, that's what I have at this point for y'all. And so I hope, um, I hope everybody can share this podcast and I hope everybody can go to freethinkerspodcast.com, sign up for text and SMS alerts. And it's very, very, very important. If you go to Apple podcasts, Google podcasts and anywhere, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are and sign up because this is going to be the audio podcast. And so again, we're going to try to do one video week and the rest audio podcast and, um, and, and try to get to you a little bit more regular. But anyway, I hope everybody has an absolutely wonderful week. And again, this week, just give, give at some point, pour into someone's life. It can be no matter how big or how small, um, as a matter of fact, it was interesting because when I was walking to go eat lunch, there was a lady in a wheelchair and she came over to me and she had these little drawings and you could tell that, you know, she was, she had like four little drawings. One was a butterfly, one was a vase and everything. And she came and she said, most people walk past people like that, to be honest with you. And she came and she asked me if she could show me some of her drawings. She was proud of them. And I said, oh, that's, this is great. This is, these are good drawings. You did a really good job. I know you worked hard at them. And she said, would you like to buy some of these drawings? Cause I'm trying to get enough money to give to the offering at church on that on Sunday. And I told her and she had it. There were a couple of other people she'd been talking to. And so I walked up to her and I looked through her drawings and talked about them and everything. And it's not that I didn't want to take them truly, but I had some cash in my pocket and I gave her some cash and I said, you put this in the offering and you keep these pictures and you sell them to other people because I'm going to pay. And I said, you give it to somebody that you know needs that picture. I said, I'm going to pay for it for them. And she didn't know what to say. And she looked at me. And she said, I don't want to do anybody wrong. I said, you're not doing anybody wrong. I said, you've earned that. You did a wonderful job in those paintings. You need to give that away to somebody that needs it. And the only reason I say that, and again, I'm, I, I'm not trying to to brag or talk about myself or anything like that. It's just a lifestyle of giving is something that I've always tried to instill. And, and I've always tried to live first. And then I've tried to just tell other people, that's what you need to give. You don't need to give in special occasions or anything. Give on a daily basis because that makes the world a whole different place. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Good measure pressed down, running over that you can't even take it. And again, 
it, life isn't all about money. It's about the gifts and talents that we have that we're able to take and give away. And again, the talents and everything isn't in monetary value all the time. Sometimes it's what we can do, a skill we can do for others or what we can help them with and that kind of thing. And so anyway, I think that's a good good start to the week and a good start to Monday because if that's something we can put in our mind and ingrain in our mind and get going for the week, then I think that we can really make a great week. We can be proud of the week that we had and it just won't be something that's mundane and monotonous. But again, educate yourself and get that information and give it away. And that would be my message for the week. So I hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Love y'all.